At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. This is the handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. We begin our number two of the handle. Dave Ross and Matt Brown here at Circus Sportsbook in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. You know, our music, the I really like it. Give me a little white stripes, a little Jack White sound to it. You get a little when you when you get going though, like it's we da, we do da, this we do da. this every single time. Like once the camera cuts, we're just like, bam, bam, bam. yeah, I like we, it. We, we do we say it every single. Time. I don't think yeah. Jack White did it. Yeah, but it'd be really cool if he decided to. Yeah, I like it. I like uh, it. You were mentioning uh, during the break. You're looking at some of these big names that the scoring yeah. is ripe. Uh, the condition's great out there at the players. Yeah. And again, Scotty Sheffer still the betting favorite. By the way, I, I mentioned off the top of the show, you could have got him over $2, not anymore, plus $1.60 for Scotty Sheffer to win this thing. Adam Svensson, who's the leader, hadn't teed up here, 5 to 1. Morikawa, plus 650. Minwoo Lee, you mentioned he, he dunked in a, a two on, on hole number one. He right now is plus 850. You're looking at some of the bigger names, though, thinking that they might be in the play here. I mean, it just looks like the scoring conditions are fantastic today. So, I mean, you know, I wouldn't count any of these guys that are even four or five strokes off the lead here with still having two days to play. It looks like it's ripe for the picking out there. I mean, we're looking at, you know, again, it's just, under par after under par after under par after under par. With yeah, you're not, if you're there, shooting so. even par today, you're getting lapped. Yeah, so just something to consider if you did want to get in live. Not even maybe even right this second, but, even, you know, hey, you can wait an hour and still, you know, get a feel for how these guys are, are going and get in and maybe even make still some, some plus EV bets. So something to 
to look at out there. Because, I mean, we're talking, you know, David Lingmurth is three under. We've got, you know, Nate Lashley's two under. Cam Young is five under. Sung Jay's five under. <laughs> Hadwin's two under. I mean, you know, Francesco Molinari's four under. Garrett Francesco Molinari. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we've got all that going on. So, again, it's. What year is this? They're scoring today. So, if you if you got a, if you got a feeling about somebody. I you, love you Francesco little, Molinari. Little feeling, you know, there was a time. What about five years ago? He was he felt like he was the best player in the world. Yeah. And then the the year Tiger won twenty nineteen at Augusta, everybody collapsed on the back nine. If you remember that when Tiger got that fifteenth uh, major championship, the guys that fell apart on that back nine: Brooks Kepka, Francesco Molinari, and they're all playing in or around Tiger. And it was like watching the Tiger effect happen again, where guys just were falling by the wayside. Mm-hmm. Francesco's never been the same guy. Nice to see his name back up there on the first page of the leaderboard. And really cool to see week by week, Jason Day, former number one player in the world from Australia. It's my bad Australian accent. Back up there each and every week, a guy I've already played for the Masters at 86 to 1. I don't think you can get those numbers anymore. Listen, he's a... He he is on a he's on a heater right now. There's no doubt about that. So well, we where are, did that come from? Yeah, I mean, he's not injured anymore. You know, oh, he was, he's battling. Ah. Yeah, he's battling all those injuries for the longest time. So not not injured. Man, we have we have more draft. We have more draft props up even now than we did yesterday. What this is now? fantastic. This is I mean, it's just it's so great. We got the number one pick odds that are that are out there. We've got the wide receiver props, the mm-hmm. defensive props, the draft matchups. Which by the way is something I want to hit on right now, which I think is super, super interesting. Okay. Of course, one of the ones that's interesting is who will be drafted earlier, Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, that re- sitting right now. Anthony Richardson, minus 250, Will Levis at plus 200. I got to I gotta be honest with you, Levis at 2-1 to one is at least fairly interesting because, again, there is, there is a chance, there is some sort of possibility that you're looking at a team like, let's say, let's say the Colts who feel like, hey, weakish division, still got some talent around, whatever. We don't have two years to develop Anthony Richardson Mm -hmm. because we might can win today. And if those first two guys are off the board already, you're sitting Indy at four. We know that third pick is going to be up for grabs when it comes to Cardinals, which that's getting moved as well. This is basically the same deal. It would be malpractice for them to hold on to that pick at this point too, right? I mean, they're so, so far off. Um, One of the very longest teams in uh, in all the betting world to win the Super Bowl next year. So you look at that, I mean, they might see Will Levis as a better path to quicker success. And he, if that's the case, then, you know, I, I could see them going the Levis route and saying like, man, if he's if he's above average, if he's above average quarterback, if he's even a an upper 75 percentile quarterback, we might be contenders in this thing way sooner than we thought. I uh, I played the Colts to win the South at plus 625. Mm-hmm. Now, that number's gone now. It's about plus 450. I didn't move the number, America. Okay, they're not sweating out my small play. But here's what I would say about that. It was because kind of what you're doing now, Matt, with the Colts in a division that feels winnable. And I know mm-hmm. everybody's now going to anoint the Jaguars because what we saw them do, and they did come back and win the mm-hmm. division from Tennessee in the last week of the regular season – you win a playoff game, miraculous fashion against the Chargers. Everybody's now anointed them. And I, I get that. I understand that. I hope you're wrong that they take Will Levis because I, I my bet, I don't feel as good about it because it does mm-hmm. feel like right now they are going to go finally the rookie route versus the veteran mm-hmm. route. They've tried that with Matty Ice and Phillip Rivers and you know Carson Wentz, and that hasn't exactly worked out. But I always push back on the Phillip Rivers didn't work out part because Phillip Rivers – 
they, they had a really good year, and they were very close to beating Buffalo mm-hmm. in the first round of the playoffs. So I wouldn't say that didn't work necessarily. So Levis, as you see here, the number dropped dramatically after the big news of the trade down to 30 to one for him to be the first quarter, uh, first player taken in the draft. It is an interesting debate you make with Anthony Richardson because Richardson feels like the it guy and the guy that GMs don't want to look back 10 years from now going, I can't believe I pass mm. on him for Will Levis. Like Levis, the upside feels like Josh Allen and the downside feels like I'm going to really throw out an old name and show my age, but Dan McGuire uh, for Seattle way back, mm. a big, tall guy that didn't exactly pan out, right? Yeah. Or even a Ryan Leaf, if we want to, don't want to go as far back. A big guy, big-bodied guy with a big arm out of Washington State. And they were talking about him with Peyton Manning. Which one do you want to have, Ryan Leaf or Peyton Manning? When we look back on history, and we all saw how that played out. Yeah. So I, I think those are kind of the cautionary tales of Will Levis. They asked Will, why are you throwing? He said, because I have a cannon for an arm and I want to show it off. Yeah. Like, he's got some moxie about him. Yeah. I just don't know how good he is. It's, it's, it's one of those deals, too, where... I mean, I guess it's not a a hundred percent that the Cardinals will trade out of that pick. I mean, listen, Will Anderson is likely going to be a you know multi-time All Pro. I mean, like it, it it's it's hard to say we're going to pass on a guy like that. But then also you have to look at the best interest of your franchise, which is yes, we get Will Anderson and he's awesome. But like we're so far we're so far off that like is it really worth it or do we trade off and collect some assets as well? That's the real next big domino to fall here, Dave, because. If the Cardinals do trade three, it almost feels like someone is definitely trading to three to get Richardson, right? right. Or or to get whatever the oh you know. God. I don't think we, you feel. We, are you saying we can? We might have four quarterbacks go one, two, three. I think four. it's going to go one, two, three, four. I'm <sighs> I'm I'm almost at this point. Can I have almost convinced myself that it's going to go one, two, three, four? I think you point. might be right that the, yeah. the Cardinals, like again, this is now the jockeying for position of the four quarterbacks that we know are going to go in the first round, and Matt, to your point, could go one, two, three, four, which is insane. Mm. But Carolina's taking a quarterback. Houston's taking a yes. quarterback at two. And so is Indy. Indy's taking a quarterback at four unless they trade up. Yeah. Right? We don't know about Seattle at five because it just gave Geno the money, right, to keep him there. But that doesn't mean they couldn't draft a guy developmentally and say, hey, Geno, you're our guy. We just paid you, so you don't have to worry about that. But we are going to get our guy for the future which I would take as a slap in the face. Like, I'm not that old if I'm Geno Smith. But th- that's that's a situation there. The Raiders at seven. For sure, at this Jared, point. Jared Stidham? Yeah, I mean, like, point, what are we doing, sure. Las Vegas? And, and so you think, like, by seven, you're thinking for sure all four guys are gone. And, it, it, like, worst case scenario, and, like, if something went absolutely haywire, Atlanta sitting there at eight would certainly take one of these four guys if they were left available, right? I mean, it, the plan is for them is – not, they'll probably go the defensive side of the ball because there won't be one of those quarterbacks available. But if for whatever reason the Raiders raided, you know, and did something, you know, absolutely <laughs> absurd, then then yes, then the all four quarterbacks would be off the board by pick eight, right? So that's I imagine that'll end up being a one of the bets that we can make. Yeah. One of the props will be like, you know, at what point will all four, you know, will four quarterbacks be taken and they'll put up a number. And, oh, and I, I'm with you though. Like I love your idea though. That if you get a good prop, you get a solid plus money that the first four picks are all quarterbacks. Yeah. That'd be insane. By the way, I did play the Falcons uh, earlier in the week too at over four to one. Now that number is down to plus three eighty to win the South. And again, the reason mm-hmm. why I played it was because I thought they're going to be in line for Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Another domino to fall. Like mm-hmm. Derek Carr was the first one in free agency to go to New Orleans, right? And then now we're hearing teams aren't interested in Lamar Jackson. I know there's a lot of consternation about why that is. That will affect the draft board 
before we get to April, mm-hmm. what happens with a guy like Lamar? Now, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to figure out why teams are now shy. He's completed, he started and completed one football game, Lamar, in December and January in the last two years, i.e., he's been banged up and he hadn't been there in crunch time when the Ravens needed him. Now, the, the, the interesting thing about that, though, you bring up Seattle. Like, when you talk about these teams, though, and you bring up Seattle, like, which team will draft Anthony Richardson's a prop right now where Seattle's the favorite? What? Yeah. Like, two to one, Seattle is, to the, go five is, is, to the, is, Seattle? The, is the favorite in the betting market right now at two to one. Colts are three to one. Panthers are four to one. And, and then the Raiders are sitting there at 550. Texans at 750. But, like, the, the Seahawks are, are sitting there as the betting favorite, which to me is is pretty wild. Like I am like completely that was the one that really jumped off the page to me because I'm like, are we are we one, are we suggesting that it's not going to fall, you know, one, two, three, four, two, are we suggesting that Seattle, even after giving all of this money to Geno Smith, would then take on a project like I, I don't know. To me, that, that was, doesn't make any sense to me. It, I, I'm not betting that a two to one is the smallest favorite on the board. I I I, I look at it and I go if you're Pete Carroll, who's going to be 71, I believe, right. to begin this year. Not to say that I, I can't develop a kid mm. for five years, right? But right. I think... I you have to think, live the five years, though. Right? You do have to I, live the five years. I got to think yeah. Pete's like, man, I'm good in my quarterback room, right? Yeah. I got Drew Locke as my backup. Mm-hmm. If you said this conversation, Geno Smith, Drew Locke, a year ago, you laughed off the set. Yeah. Now you go, I feel like my quarterback room is pretty good. Yeah, I, I just... To me, it seems like if they didn't, if, if Anthony Richardson was honestly in play wow. for them, they wouldn't have given all that money to Gino. I, I, just to me, it seems, it seems a little off. That, like I said, you wouldn't get a dollar of mine on Seattle at two to one for sure. No chance. Much more NFL talk throughout the show, and again, we're gonna have Sean Little later on this hour to talk NBA. It's the handle here on DC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, 
Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be. You can win up to 10K in bonus money instantly by playing our exclusive Bet River Squares this basketball season. Place a qualifying bet, you're going to get a square in the house. If your numbers on the square match the final score of the game, you're going to win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonuses, and credit useful. Full terms and conditions, they are available at BetRiversquares.com. You want to pull back the curtain a little bit? Yeah, Let's tell them what it. I said. So, right before we come come back on air, we see Scotty Scheffler. He's in, off, some, he's in some rubbage over Off there. the green, like a, a decent, uh, you know, listen. Not a cabbage. There's a, if, if, he, if he goes a little bit right, there's a, there's a, there's a bunker there, and there's a little. So, Dominus. So, so, so <laughs> Dave looks up and goes, what are you going to do, Scotty? This isn't the... This isn't the best part of your game. He, just, we, he, he chipped it right in. He just chipped it right in. For and Eagle. I said, is he going to make me look bad? And we're like, oh, it <laughs> yeah, looks for bad. Eagle. He's now tied for the lead because he's really good at golf. And so now really those numbers have shifted dramatically <laughs> with a three-under start for Scotty Chef. Uh, and he is now, you got to lay money. It was so great. Minus $1.40. He made me look like an idiot. It was one of those. It's one of those where you where you just knew, too. As soon, yeah, as, right. you, as, soon as it came out of your mouth and you saw it like come all nice off his club, you're like, oh, that's probably going to go in. It's like the and Anchorman scene of, I immediately regret this decision, and I did, and, and Scotty Scheffler uh, now tied for the lead. We're flipping the script on you this okay, segment here, Dave. Let's I'm going to take this. I'm going to take control here because, by, by the way, wherever podcasts are heard or wherever you can download them or wherever you can subscribe to them, you should mm-hmm. go in. And it is my man right here on First Strike each and every week talking about even the smallest of small UFC cards. Yes. You are going to get thoughts. You are going to get bets. You are going to get fades as well. So go in, listen to that, wherever podcasts are found. I appreciate the plug. The fantastic little promo there. It was a fantastic promo. And you know what? It is. I mean, I am charged, by the way. I'm biased, but I I do think our experts are fantastic. Glad Lou Finnecaro joined uh, Sean and I yesterday on uh, VEASAN Primetime to talk a little bit about this card. You're looking at the way, and sometimes, Matt, you mentioned it. When we're doing the shows, like, it's hard for us to to get a grip of what's going mm-hmm. on in the players because we can't hear it, feel it, the elements. Sometimes when I'm doing a show, like First Strike, it's it's I can't really keep my eye on the weigh-ins. But you can glean some stuff, not just about guys or, or women missing weight, mm-hmm. but really, Matt, I think sometimes, and you know this, being a fight guy yourself, it's the it's the mental aspect of it. And what I'm noticing with Marab Dilashvili and Peter Yan. 
this is not contrived. This is not Ali selling a mm. fight or McGregor selling a fight, you know, back in the heyday. This is two guys that do not like each other and a potential five-round main event tonight. And I, the number keeps drifting up for Peter Yan, almost a 250 betting yeah, favorite. So, and, and I think it's too big, Matt. So, actually, this at some books, rest of country, is as high as minus 275 wow. right now in favor of Peter Yan. Uh, if you did want Davidashvili, you can get plus 225 Ooh. is actually the biggest number you can find out there, rest of country. So, again, do do your do your shopping right um, when it comes to all this. So, I mean, if you look at this fight, and I want to start here and we'll work our way backwards sure. because this is the one I think that if even if you are a casual fan, you maybe have heard of Peter Yon, you yeah. know, like you, you maybe have heard of Sean Peter Yon, you know, whatever. Yeah. So we'll, we'll start here and kind of move our way backwards. But so you have a bigger favorite and right off the top here, guys, I don't have a, I don't have a, a bet in this fight. I think the numbers are gotten a little bit too out of hand towards John while I do lean his direction. So, you know, two of his recent losses, a very good portion of people thought he won. Right. Both, I mean, both yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're talking about in the Aljamain Sterling fight, there was probably about 60% of people that thought he won. In the O'Malley fight, it was like 95% of people thought he won. I had but, O'Malley and I felt guilty cashing that ticket. Yeah, there were, there were, I'm not that guilty. I think there were uh, all these media, you know, they do the media cards, scorecards, score stuff yeah. like that, and like 96% of them came in in favor of Jan uh, over O'Malley. So sometimes we get these decisions <laughs> that we, you know, whatever. But, Hold your breath when yeah. you go to the card. So that being said, you are looking at the dog in this fight, um, of course, on a, on a nice little run himself. Yeah, and the way I look at it, by the way, last week at USC 285, only one dog mm. cashed. Happened to be the biggest one on the board in Alexa right. Grasso, uh, making history as mm. the first Mexican-born female champion now in the UFC. So I think more dogs are going to be alive. And look – I'm with you, Matt. I think Jan should be the rightful favorite, but mm-hmm. I would price this around a dollar fifty, dollar sixty-five. There's yeah. no way I would even consider minus two seventy-five or minus two fifty, as you see on your screen right now, at DraftKings. So Marab to me is live. You know this. I've never been over to Virgin yet, but mm-hmm. it is still. It's not Apex, yeah. but it still is a smaller yeah. octagon. And the reason why that plays into my handicap is Marab is one of those guys that wants to smother you, like an Aljamain Sterling. Who's in Marab's camp? Aljo, who beat. Air quotes, mm. Peter Yan, Aljamain Sterling. Yeah. Who gets in the head of Peter Yan? Aljo in his camp. Now, Ray Longo is not there for those that really are inside the weeds here uh, in the UFC. He's not there for this camp with Marab. But Aljamain Sterling is. And I do think that we, if you saw the throat shot that Peter yeah. Yan gave to Marab yesterday at the, uh, at the weigh-in, there's genuine bad blood. And the reason why I think Marab is live is because I think that energy can work against a guy like Peter Yan. Mm. Like, if... Peter Yan needs to be technical. He's a much better striker than Marab, yeah. right? Marab's gotten better with his hands, but Yan can easily dominate this fight, Matt, from the outside. But two problems with that. One, emotion. I don't like you. You don't like me. I don't want to win a points fight. I don't want to win a five-round snoozer. Mm. I want to beat your ass. Mm. That's what Peter Yan's thinking. That works to Marab's advantage because you got to get close. And if you get close to me, Marab's one of those envelopers. He wants to envelop you inside that octagon and take you down and muddy it up. Where did he struggle? He struggles. Not- Peter Yan, good catch wrestler. He's got mm. ability. Yeah, yeah. But not at the level of an Aljamain Sterling and not at a level of a Marab Dilashvili. So if this fight hits the ground, which I believe it will at some point, probably more early because, you know, once you're when you're the fresher fighter at the beginning, that's where Marab is going to have his chance. First three rounds, I think Marab is really alive. And so I'm, I'm going to back him. I haven't played it yet, but I will back it once I get the best of the number because the money's been coming in on Jan. I've been holding. Yeah. Then you could look in-fight opportunities. 
And if Marab can't get it done, let's say inside of three, I think the adrenaline dump could be real there. And that's where Jan might be able to take over in the later so rounds. So I actually am going to bet this thing in fight if I feel like Jan loses round one. Mm. and come in. So Jan is a notoriously slow starter. Yep. And it's one of those deals where typically these type of things do carry over fight to fight to fight. And that's not to say that this one plays out the same as, as the last several fights of his. But it is something that's at least a little bit sticky. And so for me... I probably expect him to lose this first round, but in a five-round fight, that's less important, obviously, than it is in a three-round fight. And so, for me, if he does lose that first round, I think then we get the number that I feel is a lot more appropriate. Like minus a dollar twenty, yeah, or like a lot more appropriate on him because just this number I can't swallow, right? It's just not—he's not that big of a favorite in this one. The only thing that you know, the problem is that he might get on the ground, but. Davishvili has been has not really been able to hold guys down all that much and mm-hmm. hasn't been able to really control them a ton on the ground. And we know that that Jan, outside of getting in that horrible body triangle against uh Aljo. against Aljo, which by the way, Aljo's way longer. And so like it it plays more yeah, in, the, into their that. dimensions are pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. Jan and Davishvili. Yeah. Um and so it's one of those things where I do wonder if he's gonna be able to keep him down on the ground for all that. But again, I do expect him to lose that first round if he fights like he has for the last several fights of his. And so I think that could present a nice little in game there on Jan. As we uh move into let's 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 look at um let's look at Volkov and Romanov okay. here and, and we're talking about uh minus one fifty ish, one fifty five ish in favor of Romanov and then Volkov sitting about plus one thirty, the best you can find of the market out there. Uh, I don't know if you have anything in this one, but how do you kind of see this one playing out? Okay. Here's where, again, our experts on first strike kind of swayed me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I loved Romanov all week. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you look at he he's coming off a loss to uh Marcin Tybura. And where he got out, you know, he got mm-hmm. got out savvied, if you will, for a guy in Alexander that had the O must go when he finally gets his first yeah. loss in the organization. You look at the built-in advantages that Volkov has, right? I mean, he's a monster. He's six seven, about two sixty. And you look at the weight there on Romanov. Uh, that yesterday's weight is not today's. Mm-hmm. Luke Finacaro informed me he looked fat, and that is problematic for me. When I say that, around two fifty five, two sixty for Romanov. He's a wrestler. He needs to wrestle Volkov. So while I loved him all week, then I hear that and I go, "Uh uh-oh, if Volkov was not great at at preventing... Did you not learn from last week? Everybody was body shaming John Jones and he went out there and finished in And he did it with wrestling. He got the takedown. You're right. Everybody was looking at his moves that he had going on and all of this stuff. And he goes out there and just looked like John Jones. uh, You're probably going to be right and Romanov's going to (laughs) roll in this one. But the the number is switched, right? Volkov opened up as a favorite. Mm. And it's flipped all the way to, to him being a small dog at, what, a plus thirty-five here. I still look for Romanov to be the guy that we thought he was going to be before the Tibera loss. My only concern is if he's really out of shape mm-hmm. with a big guy. Volkov is great at distance, but again, smaller cage at Virgin, right? If you remember the Derek Lewis fight, Volkov won two rounds easily in the first four minutes of the third and final round until mm-hmm. what happened? Derek Lewis was Derek yeah. Lewis, and he gets the knockout, right? Romanov doesn't really have that with his hands. He's got to grind out a victory. So I'm a little nervous now of laying the price tag that I wanted to. And the number has gone up on Romanov. So I don't want to body shame the guy. 
I got to just make sure you can wrestle. Twenty seconds. What's your favorite? What's your favorite fight, uh, bet you have in your account right now? I, right, I love early on Tyson Nam. You can get him at about a plus a dollar sixty. He's got really good hands. I think he's got a real shot against Silva to get a KO. One of the earlier fights in the fight card. It's an early start time out here in Las Vegas as well. So get those bets in. I'll be doing it right when we get off the air. I was about to say we're sitting here looking. We, we oh. found out what a fight I was like, start. Whoa, I got to get that Nam bet start in. Here, fight start here. Fight start here in about ten minutes. When we oh come God. back, Sean Little's going to join us. Talk all things NBA. Come on. That gets the handle here on Visa. This is the handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. DraftKings Sportsbook is live. Bet local with Boston's hometown sportsbook. This week, new customers who sign up and bet $5. Get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code VSIN when you sign up in Beantown. Very exciting there. You know, doing a read, Matt Brown, about Boston. Sean Whittle is going to join us, a sports and betting analyst for MSG Network, host of the No Catch-Up podcast. His handle on Twitter is at Chicago Flow, but he's in New York. So, Sean, <laughs> let me ask you this, because I lived in Chicago. I was born in New York. We just read about Boston. What's the best sports town? Is it Chicago, the second city? Is it New York City? Or is it Beantown? I am extremely biased. I'm a Chicago guy through and through. That's why the handle will never change. And when you fleece the Carolina Panthers like the Chicago Bears fleeced those boys yesterday, it just proves once you get guys like Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace out of the way, you can get to the real business. And, yeah, now we're about to be back to being definitely the clear-cut best sports town in the country when these Bears start really rocking this year, I think. I'll say two years from now, but yes. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say yes, but two they, years they from hope. now, but yeah. They got to hope. You know, got to get some people, you know, things in place. Whatever. Yeah, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you two years from now. So we've got a game tipping off here just in a couple of hours. We've got the Knicks and the Clippers. Knicks right now, five-point dogs, 227.5 is the total there, but you are going to back them in a uh, one of these other markets here. Yeah, I'm looking at the first quarter, Knicks plus two, minus 110 over at DK versus the Clippers. Now, the Knicks have been an absolutely phenomenal team out of the gate all year long, 38-29-1 in the first quarter against the spread. They've just been ready to play. Now, the addition to Brunson coming in the fold, obviously, is massive. He steadies those guys. But Thibodeau has them ready from the tip. And Julius Randle has been putting up massive numbers in the first quarter. Typically, night in, night out, his first quarter total is like right around eight and a half, nine points. So that shows you how much uh, impact on the offensive end he's had in the first quarter. And typically, first quarters lead to first halves. So if you don't like that, if that first quarter is too tight for you, I would look at the first half as well. They're 43-25 straight up. That's third best in the NBA, only behind Memphis and Boston for the best record in the NBA in that first half clip. Now, on the flip side, the Clippers have been coming out extremely slow all year. Now, especially with the addition of Russell Westbrook, they're still working through kinks there with him coming into the fold. They're only averaging 27.7 points per game in the first quarter. That's 27th in the NBA. They scored 17 points the other night against the Raptors. 31-35-2 and two against the spread in the first quarter. I think especially in this spot with the Knicks coming off Losing two of three, they had a dud in the middle of the week against the Hornets, and then they show up on national TV. 
without Brunson, who goes out early in the game. And they almost battled back and get the W versus the Kings, but they just couldn't keep up. They ran out of gas late. I think they come out in this spot motivated to get rolling. I'll take the bucket in the first half, plus two Knicks versus the Clippers here. Sean, let's stay on the Knicks theme here for a second because, again, that Chicago and New York connection with Coach Tibbs. I was there in Chicago when he was there. And then, of course, now doing a great job. And people always say he kind of runs these teams into the ground. The Knicks are 25-1 to to win the East. And I get it. Boston's still Boston, and then Milwaukee's still Milwaukee. Are they really the third best team, though, in the Knicks? Could they possibly be live if they get the right matchup come postseason time? I don't think not yet. You know how you guys just made fun of me for the for I got too a little too excited about the Bears. People are a little too excited about the Knicks, and I'm very close to the team. I'm over there across the street at the garden, day in, day out, at shoot around, at games. They're really good. Can they the 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 only reason I'm I'm I, I'm I don't think they can really make a really push in the East is because the first round looks like it's going to be against the Cats. That's mm. already a really tough seven-game matchup. Then, if you want to really make a run to get to the Eastern Conference Finals, you're going to have to beat one of the other top teams. Could be Philly, could be Boston, the way things shake out. And then you're probably going to end up playing Boston or Milwaukee in the Eastern Conference Finals. I would. This has been a massive success for the Knicks this year. If they win a first-round series, would be amazing. Even if they compete and push a tough 6-7 with Cleveland. I think it's been an absolutely phenomenal year, especially coming in. Thibodeau was on the hot seat. Did they overpay Jalen Brunson? I think both of those uh, both of those question marks have been answered. Looks like Brunson's underpaid. Thibodeau is now a guy that they could at least come into next year ready to go with. So it's been a massive success for the Knicks this year. I don't think they make a push in the East. Sean, it seems like we're going to get a, a bunch of people mad one way or the other when in this MVP vote actually comes in. We got Jokic sitting right now, minus 310. You can get plus 320 on Embiid and then plus 650 on Giannis. Of course, you you see a ton of Embiid. You see a ton of Giannis following the, the Eastern Conference the way that you do. When you look at this, do you, I think we would all agree, yes, Jokic probably should be the leader in the clubhouse as we sit right now, but... Do you think that these numbers are too big on an Embiid or Giannis, or do you think that what we see night in, night out from Jokic is just going to be too much to overcome? You fellas know that this, as much as these awards are about performance on the court, on the field, there's definitely some, you know, some narratives uh-huh. that are involved. And I believe Embiid is picking up some steam a little bit. I think the minus 310 number for Jokic is a, is a bit long. If I, Personally, if I had a vote, this year, flat out, Jokic is the MVP. People are, I believe, are are so caught up on this three in a row narrative that they can't they can't shake it. But if you look at the MVP, which by the way is a singular year award, it's given out every year. It's not about what happened in 2021 and 2022. This year, Jokic, his efficiency is off the charts. There was a number through 60 games. He had three games where he shot it under 50%. And had somewhere, don't quote me on this exact, but it was like Mm. 16 or 17 games shooting over 70% from the floor. And Bede had two. The efficiency numbers for Jokic are off the charts. And then the, the, the real knock was, well, they don't win. They're not winning. Well, now the number one team in the West. Clear, far and away for me, Jokic is the MVP this year in 2022. There could have been question marks last year, but 
I do think Embiid is starting to pick up some steam. If you like Embiid and you like that narrative play, I would grab it now because I don't see that plus 250, plus 260, depending on where you're shopping, hanging around too much longer. Enjoying our conversation with Sean Little from MSG Network there in New York City. Let's get to what could be a marquee game. Again, you always have to look for injuries. Who's playing for the Bucks and the Warriors tonight? Right now, I'm seeing on the screen Warriors, a small one-point favorite at home. Uh, what do you make of this matchup? And I know some people go, boy, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad NBA Finals if this is what it was. Yeah, that would always that's always a fun matchup. I mean, the star power, Curry, when he's on the floor and they're at home, they're a completely different team. That's why that number is so short uh, coming up at minus one pick them type type game at home versus the Bucks. If you've been following the NBA, like I'm sure you guys have been and everybody listening has been as well, the Warriors are flat out one of the worst teams in basketball when they're not playing in San Francisco. Mm. Similar, similarly to what's going on with the Memphis Grizzlies, once they leave the grindhouse in Memphis, they're not very good. And this is exactly what's been going on with Golden State. In a bounce-back spot, they're coming off getting blown out with all the off-the-court stuff with Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green. They got smoked in Memphis. Now they're going to go back home, and this might be a good spot for them to get a W. I think it's too close to call. I would look in other spots, but that's a fun matchup. I would love to see that. That I want to see Giannis and Curry go head up as much as I can. Me personally, I, I think they they don't have enough overall as a team with how many games Curry's missed Golden State to make some real noise in the West. I think it's between the Suns and the Nuggets. Hmm. But this is an interesting interesting matchup tonight. I'd stay away. It's a coin flip for me. Sean, we know how good the Suns looked whenever KD was able to get back. Now he's going to be gone for two to three weeks with all that. And, and you know, look, I, it's a bad scenario for them, but it's best case bad scenario because he will be back in plenty of time for them uh, to, to, to make a run towards everything. From what this very, very small sample size that you saw with him out there on the floor with Chris Paul, with Booker, with Aiton, do you think that this Suns team is the team to beat to win it all? Uh, I mean, I hate to be this guy. Fellas, I, I don't want to say this, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it does feel that way. Kevin Durant is truly a plug-and-play guy. He can fit anywhere. He's an absolute he, – he's one of these guys that can score from all over the floor. The efficiency is uh, amazing. And it never feels like he's hogging the ball. There's guys where you're like, man, this dude never gives the rock up. He plays within the offense. And it can't go understated how – Big of an impact this will have on Devin Booker. When KD played, Devin Booker ripped off 35 get 35 points a game in all three. That was it, it was there was that was something he hadn't done in his career yet. And then also Aiden is going to be able to get tons and tons of one on one on one looks dumping down low. Uh, the the construction of that roster is uh, is fascinating to me. They were three and zero against the spread when KD was out there. He uh, he went down, unfortunately. We'll see when he gets back. Chemistry is always a question when you get a new team. I would say they're the team to beat on the court, and people are going to come after them and want to beat them. Sean Little, as a great conversation, host of the No Catch-Up Podcast. Is mustard acceptable? Always. The only thing that's acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, give him a follow at Chicago Flow. Great conversation with Sean. Come on back. Much more to get to. Golf, NBA, and, and college basketball updates next here on The Hammer.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back. And joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is The Handle with Dave Ross and Matt Brown. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is the place to be for hockey and NBA action. Bet Rivers has you covered for every line, odd, and boost. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Saturday Hockey Same Game Parlet, Bet and Get, Weekly Pro Basketball Bet and Gets, and more. Check out BetRivers.com. Download the Bet Rivers app. It is a whole new game. Rolling alongside Matt Brown, Dave Ross here at Circus Sportsbook here in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. We have asked the people to vote, to vote with the viewer's voice today. We've been looking at that Big 12 matchup, the final. Should be damn good one today. Texas, Rock Chalk, Jayhawk, one against two. 
Maybe an overall number one seed's on the line for Kansas. Maybe a two-line for Texas if they can get this win. Maybe they can make an argument for a one. I don't think they can get there. But right now, America has been voting, and Matt, it looks like they're back in the revenge factor here. 68% of the peeps voting Rock Chalk Jayhawk. Listen, if you haven't voted yet, what's your problem? Yeah, what are you waiting on? What's your problem? You have Go one in, hour left. Do it. Click on this thing. You got an hour, you got an hour and twelve minutes when we get the final, you know, this thing's gonna close. And you don't want to be on your deathbed and sit there and go, you know like, what? I could have voted in that poll that day that Matt and Dave asked me to do it, and I didn't do it. Let me ask you. You don't want to be sitting there. No, like you don't you're talking. Someone asked you, "Hey, you lived a you lived a long, nice life, but do you have any regrets?" And just one, just I one. I didn't back Kansas minus two. I, I didn't. I didn't vote in that poll on Vison that day. Let me ask you a question, Matt. If we've got 178 votes, and we put this out right before the show started, but we have 5,540 views, who's viewing it? Well, this not has even voting. Gone up. We, we have what? 181 votes now, 5,600 views. And these people are just skipping, skipping right by. It takes one second to click. If you viewed it, just do it. I and I know, like we're not saying, you know, whimsical. Think about it. Who you, who you yeah. think you'd like to play here, or or not, whatever. Or you just know, click you, it. You know, you know, or we're just trying to, you know, get like, the numbers up. Like, come on. We're not trying to to browbeat no. America. No, we're not. But they are zero and two so far in the viewers' voice. Just saying, there is. You that. get on us. Yes. If we miss one. So. Like if my Tyson Nam doesn't come through that I gave out earlier in and the show. And we helped out because this is only a this is a 50-50 here. Not four, yeah. Yeah, no, not even four. We're trying to make it dummy it down for you yeah. guys because you're you got an O. Let's do it. You got an O on the left side of the ledger. Well, let, let's get her home. We do have some college basketball underway right now. Mm-hmm. Ohio State and Purdue. There are about three minutes, 50 seconds left in the first half. Ohio State 31, Purdue 29. Live line on that is still Purdue minus four and a half, mm. 146 and a half. Is the total there? And then Missouri and Alabama are going at it. Alabama 29 26 right now. They are eight and a half point live favorites, 142 and a half. Penn is State, the total. by the way, against Indiana in the uh, Big Ten. Penn State's kind of, they're not Ohio State, obviously. Ohio State, this is a remarkable run. They need this to get in. Penn State's in. I'm not on the committee, but there's, mm-hmm. I just can't see a scenario now where, where the Nittany Lions are left out. They're getting three and a half against Indiana today later on this afternoon. I kind of look at that and I go, I wonder now. Once you know, ooh, I've won a couple games in the tournament, in our conference tournament, now I'm in the bigger tournament, I I wonder this might be a fade spot for the Nittany Lions. Look, it's Mm -hmm. been a great run, right? But there is a difference when the kids know that they're in for next week. And that was the goal. Win a couple, make sure we're in. I wonder today if that kind of now goes, ah, now we're good. We don't really need it as much. Yeah, of course you want to win it. You'd like to win it. But the same impetus is in there. That's why Ohio State right now and uh, Edie's shooting some techs, it looks like, as Purdue has now tied this game up with under four to go here. They're all not up at 31. Ohio State has – they're an under 500 team. This is an incredible run. But they know they got to win today and win one more yeah. to get in. And I think you should look at that before you handicap some of these games. Which teams still need it, like an Ohio State, mm-hmm. versus which teams are now kind of comfortably yeah. in – like a pencil. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't do the motivation factor thing in in pro sports, no. but in college sports for sure. I definitely look at that. Some other games to come here shortly. Vanderbilt and A and M. A and M's a six point favorite in that one. There's another one. Where Vandy is like, the total. The, yeah. the people are starting to back the Commodores here because they're going. Ooh, nice little run here for Stacks team. 
maybe take the six because they're thinking we got to win a couple more here, try to get into the big dance. Tulane in Memphis. Memphis a six-point favorite in that one. 162 mm. is your total. 162. Texas and Kansas, which is on our poll, has now moved to two and a half. America, you're moving favor, the number. In favor of Kansas. So now the hook is on that, too. Uh, if you want to back Kansas, 142 and a half is the total. Xavier and Marquette. Marquette's a two-point favorite, 153 wow. and a half. And that one we talked about, Duke and Virginia. Duke, a three-point favorite over Virginia. A low 123 and a half total in that one. We got Arizona and UCLA a little bit later as well. Um, UCLA, a one-point favorite over Arizona, 147 and a half the total there. Uh, and by the way, on that Xavier-Marquette game, which, as you mentioned, Marquette now a two-point favorite there in the Big East, I did not see Xavier X-Men running out Creighton like they did, just ran him out of the gym uh, at MSG and, you know, the Mecca Big East tournament. And then if you saw the emotion from Shaka yesterday after Marquette beat UConn, and by the way, in a game that Marquette was getting four and a half, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Seedings don't matter. Marquette is technically the one seed here. I wonder now, there was a lot of emotion on that Marquette side. Xavier kind of cakewalked. And they're getting two. Just saying. I, yeah. I'm i never going to – I hate going against my guy Shaka. Took my alma mater VCU to the Final Four back in the day. Doing a great job here after failing at Texas and now really resurrecting uh, the Golden Eagles here. That's going to be a very interesting game to me from – like look for the legs because sometimes when you play these games three days, three nights – I know they're kids. They're young. So you don't think about that, the energy dump. But sometimes it can start to show itself in the second half – after an emotional win like they had yesterday against UConn. Scotty Scheffler is atop your leaderboard there over at the players. He is 10 under. He's 3 under through four holes right now. Minwoo Lee at 9 under, as is Adam Svensson. Minwoo Lee's 3 under through four. Uh, David Lingmurth is sitting T4, as is Denny McCarthy. There we go. They are both 4 under on the day at T6 right now. Cam Young, who is 7 under through 11. Oh, jeez. Lighting up the course today is Cam Young. He is rocketed. Up the uh, rocketed up the leaderboard. He started at even par, by the way, today, guys. Holy mackerel. Seven under uh, there. Christian Bazudenhout is sitting at seven under as well. Sung J M rocketed up the leaderboard as well. He is six under through ten, so he is sitting at minus six. The guy who is not making any move here is Colin Morikawa. And again, on a day where everybody is scoring, he's not bogeying. He's just sitting on par, 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 par right now. So he is still at six under there at T eight. He's, a lot of guys under under par today, though. I mean, Dave, as we were saying, Taylor Montgomery is four under. Garrett Higgo's four under. Justin Rose is three under. Tommy Fleetwood is three under. Jordan Spieth is four under. So yep. there are scoring conditions out there, but Morikawa kind of stuck in neutral today. Look, I love Kyle Morikawa. I think he's got the prettiest iron swing on tour, mm-hmm. but he's now in my public enemy uh, list along with Jordan Spieth of can't trust it. I can't trust Morikawa right now. It's It's that scar tissue that I worry about for guys when they blow leads like he blew against John Rom. I know it's John Rom, but you see that you're looking in the rear view and the objects appear closer. And I just worry that Colin right now with all the talent in the world, he's already won a couple majors, right? That he's starting to go, man, I need to win again. He didn't win at all last year on tour. Mm-hmm. Right. And you know, this better than anybody doing uh, long shots. And I just go, man, I, I want to see him win. So I can trust him again in a major. That's the thing. Spieth is going to win some of these smaller events, but I don't trust Spieth at a major. And I know Augusta feels like it should be tailor-made for him. Nobody is more magical off the green than a guy like Jordan Spieth. But those are the two guys right now that every week I literally have to say I cannot bet them outrights 
I, you can bet them in top 20s and top 10s. I think those are better markets right now. But there is something to it, isn't it, Matt, for certain golfers? Like, if John Rahm is four back going into a final round of a major, playable. Because, oh, yeah, I, yeah. I, like, I know that that guy's going to do it. The I guys bet that can go super low, yeah. Cam Smith, and we'll see some of these live guys when we get to Augusta. Cam Smith, I backed him last year at the Open against Rory because I knew Cam Smith isn't going to shy away from anything. I'm not saying these guys shy away. But there's a different mentality of, like, dude, I know Cam Smith, uh, Scotty Scheffler, uh, John Rahm. On a given day, if I'm within the lead, I see it in my sights. I'm gonna go get it. Yeah. They're kind of they, they they just have that foot down in another level that I don't know that Spieth and Morikawa mentally have right now. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take back something I said to you earlier. Uh oh. Because uh, I just looked up the picture of Romanoff. Yeah. And um. To look big. So um, here's the thing. There's there's ways to put on weight. There's healthy ways to put on weight. You look at a guy and you say like he put on X pounds of muscle. He did whatever else with that. Uh. He's 30 pounds heavier than we last saw him. And this is uh 30 of those, pounds. Of those 30 pounds, uh 28% that's Twinkies for sure. Like that that is 28% Twinkie, 28 pounds of Twinkie and uh 2 pounds I think probably of just pure, pure Crisco because uh oh yeah that is That's not the Alexander Romanov that, I remember from the last that, time out. That um that's not good weight. That's not good weight that he put on. That's, shout that's, out. That's bad weight. Shout out to Luffy Nicaro. follow him on Gamble and check him out on First Strike cuz he mentioned this yesterday on the that's, show. That's man. bad weight. 30 pounds bigger, dude. That's Twinkie weight. That is Twinkie weight right there. And you want me to lay $1.55 now? Oh. On the wrestler? Maybe in a pie eating contest. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> if this was a if this was like the hot dog eating contest, yes, I would let you I would allow you to lay that for sure. We are gonna discuss more UFC throughout this program, but when we come back, good news or bad news? That's bad news if you're back in now. It's interval uh, Romanoff. We'll discuss more next right here on the handle. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host 
host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.